Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Buff Code and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I'm Clay Cunningham, author of the 2005 Indiana State University New Play Festival selected show Jack Harlow, Triumph of a Fat Ass. So if anybody out there knows a good lawyer, let me know so I can, you know, get some legal recourse from this son of a bitch rapper from the KFC commercial who stole who stole the name from my titular character of my uh my very sensitively titled theater piece you know um I, yeah i i forgot about that did you make some sort of uh it was it was produced wasn't it it was and a big hit back in the year of 2005 but uh no i i had no recourse and well, now it came back to hurt me. But yeah, again, like if there's a good legal mind out there, get in touch with me because I feel like I got a case. But anyway, I'm Clay Cunningham. This is Adam Kurtz. Adam, how you feeling about uh, this episode we have today? Uh, in reference to your first uh, Jack Harlow, I will just go with, uh. He does that a lot in that one song that's on the radio. He just, uh, uh, I, I, out of pro... Out of protest, I haven't listened to it, but... Uh, I'll listen I, to it and I, hear that sultry... Uh. Oh, never. Not until I get the, the money that's coming to me. But, um, well, to, let's move past that to more pleasant things, which is, you know, as we always do, we're going to talk Beavis and Butthead. Today's episode, episodes where Beavis and Butthead try to acquire snacks. The ones in question today are Beavis and Butthead versus the Vending Machine and Sprout. Adam, you know my feelings, but do you feel like this is going to be a fun twofer? Twofer? Threefer? Fourfer? I, I don't know where. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God. You, you can't manufacture chemistry like this, folks. Beavis and Butthead versus The Vending Machine aired July 13th, 1994. It was the 28th episode of season four, written by Christopher Brown and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan, synopsis. After a vending machine rips them off, Beavis and Butthead attempt to get their money back. Adam, you take the lead on Beavis and Butthead versus the vending machine. To be fair, what did you want me to say there? Yeah, this is going to kind of suck. People are... Oh, okay. <laughs> you just... I, I, I wanted you to wax poetic off the top of the dome, and I think you did just fine. Um, Beavis and Butthead versus the vending machine. So they're out back of... Uh their their normal gas station spot and uh they're hungry they're looking for nachos there's no nachos in the vending machine so they're looking something with some flavor so they settle on some sour cream in salsa pork rinds uh with 60 cents man back in the day you remember when vending machine stuff was 60 cents oh yeah mercy those those pork rinds i mean that's a that's a buck 50 minimum now oh 100 percent I think you were more of a big Texas cinnamon roll guy, which, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, was like voted Vending Machine Magazine's number one snack of like 2019. If it wasn't, it should have. Oh yeah, I uh, my old days on a, on a maintenance crew at Soleil in Remington, Indiana. That was my go-to 
8.30 in the morning snack. Terrible job. Worst summer of my life, arguably, but that was <laughs> that was the highlight of my day. Big Texas kept you in it. So, nonetheless, these guys are going for 60-cent pork rinds, and uh, it gets stuck, and they are not pleased. Um, so they do what everybody does, I think, initially. It, once in your life, everybody has had something stuck or a pop machine has not come out, and you go in and you add, you tell somebody. And then you get the same response of, nah, you're gonna, I don't own the machine, you're going to have to contact the company, the address is on this, which has anybody ever got, have, I'd, I'd like to hear somebody that's done all of that and got the 50 cent refund. <laughs> that um, would be a hell of a success story. <laughs> contacting Fago, spending like 50 cents on a stamp to get 35 cents back. Um <laughs> So, uh, Butthead gets sent back out as, I guess they both went in for help, but uh, Butthead has the idea of the two-for-one now. So, uh, whoever pays for the next, will two of them will come out. Um, so, he's going to venture for 60 more cents to get said rinds. Uh, and the encounter with the old woman here where he, he swindles her... <laughs> But uh, he's confused as the a dollar is more than sixty cents, I think, or it's not the exact change he wanted. So uh, he calls the old woman a butt munch, which uh, I'm happy with. Uh, but he gets the dollar bill; it's more than uh, he asked for. So uh, he eventually figures out he's going to have to go get change. Butthead, that is, goes in and uh, asks for nachos, which. Uh, they're day-old nachos with roaches crawling all over them. And the, the attendant, who we've seen several times, I can't remember his name. I don't want to remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, said, I was just going to throw them out, but name your price. And so he gets 10 cents per container. Uh, meanwhile, Beavis has been sent to guard the vending machine to make sure that nobody steals their uh, sour cream and salsa uh, Rhines. Mr. Anderson was going to start, but uh, Beavis shooed him away, essentially, saying it was out of order. Um, and then uh, this leads to uh, flash forward to Beavis being at dusk. <laughs> of course, Butthead has <laughs> completely forgotten about or blatantly ignored uh, Beavis being out there. I'm going to say it's a little combination of both. But Budhead's back at home chowing down. He's eaten every nacho out of like the twelve containers, and there's literally a, a sour cream and salsa uh, advertisement on TV saying, "Forget something, <laughs> <laughs> sour cream and salsa pork rinds." You know, I really enjoyed uh, the way uh, big flashback or they cut back to Beavis, his yelling of Budhead's name. Uh, is, is something we we haven't heard too often in that direct yelling to, to kind of find him. Oh, man. But, uh, you know, we haven't played a clip in a while, and I don't have it, so if you're feeling froggy, Clay, toss that in there. What are you looking at, uh, butthead? Yeah, I... I <laughs> on the spot, uh, you know what? It'll be there on the edit. And, All right, uh, fair we'll, enough. This, well, whole, this whole embarrassing exchange, we'll edit out in post. Okay, well, uh, yeah, Beavis does that a couple of times. And then fade fade to black. That pretty much does it for uh, the goings on in that episode. But uh, things I liked were a uh, butthead uh, 
in the old woman's interaction where he kind of uses the he does he bends the truth but he uh says his buddy is starving his friend but then he says he's overseas so he starts out <laughs> you know we're kind of telling the truth but then he says uh beavis is overseas there's also a moment where uh some gross moments where Beavis eats a uh, old M and M surrounded by roaches. Oh. <laughs> an M&M yeah, at the bottom of the vending machine. Oh, it's yeah. nauseating. So, uh, yeah. What were your thoughts on uh, this episode, Clayton? Uh, um, well, one thing you said, like people, like everybody's done, was just like you know, go talk to the people about trying to get it out. I thought you were going to say everybody's kind of like you know, hit the machine oh, to sure. try to get it to West. Like. Um, I, I don't know. Part, part of me feels like that story like feels almost cliche, but I think it's because that's completely a, a universal problem. In fact, I mean, it happened to me like probably a couple weeks ago, like in the lobby of the office where I work, and I literally had to like, you know, hit on the plastic. You know, but hey, I mean, I wanted that nutrageous bar, and I got it. So that's yes. uh, it, 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 have it's, you ever seen one hanging there? That somebody has previously given up on, and then you've got like a new life to to rattle it around yourself, and maybe get some free treats. I don't think I have, but I, I and I think I'd remember because I would have taken advantage. I mean, unless it was just something I I didn't want, but yeah, that that's an easy choice. I yeah. think just because two for one. Um, I thought Beavis really kind of stole the show this here. Um, just I know it's dumb, but like the the sour sour cream and salsa pork rinds are F two, and I don't know why. I just really gave it like a pfft, stupid chuckle when he said, "You suck my battleship." <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. But um, and he is like super confrontational in this one. Like you know, once they get stuck, like not only kicks the machine. Like he says, like he wants to wait for the next person to order it so he could kick their ass and steal the pork rinds, and um, also flips out on Anderson because he goes with the change and but he just like screams and knocks it out of his hand. And um, now he does apologize to Tom though. Yeah, and I, I love too that he somehow manages to remember that he needs to write the the company on the back. Which if one person's gonna do it, it's probably Tom Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and we also get a kind of a mix of horny and fecophilia Beavis because there's a woman walking by with one of those giant, like, well, it's a key oh, yeah. at the end of like a muffler. Yeah. And she says hi to him. And I like that he's like, going to the bathroom, huh? And then at one point we cut and he's just got his ear on the door. He's, hmm, yeah. <laughs> and I can um, Beavis and his poop obsession. Yeah. It, kind of side note, Adam. Uh, what would be a preferable option? Um, taking a, uh, having to sit on a gas station on one of those like single ones with a key, like actually sitting on that, or literally shitting your pants. <laughs> I can go on away turf. I don't have I don't have problem with mummying the toilet seat. Give me give me the key. I'll go in any day of the week. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a. Uh... I, yeah, I, I, I probably me too. I, and I haven't shit my pants in a long time, so I, I can't tell. I've been, yeah. Well, well, I mean, not full throttle. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we also get like I know you mentioned yeah the M M&M and M thing, but I, even grosser is like the shot of the nachos, the day olds. Like you, I mean, Butthead doesn't see it to his credit, but we get like a shot from behind. And there's literally cockroaches crawling all over it. I don't think that and, stops Butthead though. 
even if he's uh, yeah, probably not. That's uh, uh, but um, and you a little vending machine talk, Adam. Um, I don't seem to recall. Like I don't remember a time. Like was there a time when vending machines didn't have dollar bill slots? Because this one yeah. doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, 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 there was a couple in, in our hometown, I, I think, that didn't have the dollar bill slots. I, I, I felt like I remembered that, but um, like then, well, I should have asked, do you remember that? Not, has it ever happened? Because I actually did my own research, and oh. apparently they started putting the dollar bill things there in 1960. Oh, Jesus. So maybe it took a long time for it to become widespread. But yeah, I feel like I remember a time when there wasn't a dollar bill slot. But That's like the but, credit um, card slot now. I, I I don't like doing that. Maybe well, the one in my, yeah, well, the one in my office. To, man, we're getting a lot of mileage out of the uh, the Norton Hall at Union College vending machine. But it has a, a credit card reader. It doesn't work. Yeah. This machine's got problems, yeah, but um, do they have big Texas cinnamon rolls though? No, what do you think? <laughs> um, but uh, and well, I think also it's worth pointing out um, this: the sour cream and salsa pork rinds. It's just one of those tiny bags. You know this dynamic. There's no way in hell Butthead's splitting that with Beavis. <laughs> so is that maybe why he was so agitated because he knew he had to fight for it? Well, because he's really irritable in this one, and I, I, I think, because yeah, yeah, and unless he does his patented nut kick, he's not getting one of those pork rinds. Which it should be pointed out, um, friend of the show Sean Beard, who uh, we're hoping to have back this season, uh, has on his YouTube channel a video where he actually tries a bag of sour cream and salsa pork rinds. Oh, nice. I think he mentioned when he when he was on the show that he got like a huge box of them, which he. <laughs> He said they were pretty good. I don't really like pork rinds that much, so I, I don't know if it would be up my alley. But uh, I like rinds. Would, Give them to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know where, where to go to get them. But, um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, really gross at times, but uh, just uh, it works well on the Beavis and Butthead format. That format, as you know, contains music video commentary, a four spot. We've got Demon Juice by Sweaty Nipples. Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and RuPaul. Kid Candy by Seaweed and Hooligans Holiday by Red White and Motley Crue. Adam, I think that was an album title of theirs, so that wasn't all my... So that groan should be saved for the crew and not me. But anyway, what do you think of the videos? Um, Kind of lackluster. Uh, I thought they... they just weren't feeling sweaty nipples. I feel like if they would have got to the end to see the band name, they would have been all about it. But uh, changed the channel on that. RuPaul and Elton John, they uh, wanted no part of. And then uh, changed it again to Seaweed, where Beavis thought his bike was uh, stolen. I did like that Butthead said he reminded, uh, Beavis reminded him of Urkel. <laughs> so um, that Motley Crue song, was that a period where they had a different lead singer? I, I just don't like Motley Crue that much. I didn't even look it up. I know that's my thing, but I just... Yeah. It is. But you, you were having none of it. Man, That's first. we already ran afoul of some Alice Cooper fans. So I don't know <laughs> if we can right. have Motley Crue fans turn it on us. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if... Uh, well, I happen to know that Vince Neil was the lead singer of 
that fucking terrible band. So maybe that'll save us some well, criticism. It that song apparently hit like the top one hundred in the UK and Australia. So okay, well yeah. there, there's a little even when you're not feeling it, Adam. Your research game is better than most. Yeah, great. I mean, just side. Yeah, great name by Sweaty Nipples. But I really, well, I like that they kind of combined like the boredom of those three. And, and I did like the line that Butthead said about like the Sweaty Nipples. He said like, yeah, I'd watch if it was on, but if it's not, who gives a rat's ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Um, yeah, I like the seaweed. Yeah, clearly Butthead stole Beavis's bike or ruined it and was just dropping hints and this Beavis couldn't piece it together. And um, I also love the revelation that Beavis's mom was a road slut, but he specified it was not for Motley Crue, but only for the likes of Foghat. I like that he's just like accepting of who she is and also gives, I guess, feels like she has some kind of standards. Although I feel like Beavis would be a bigger Motley Crue fan than a Foghat <laughs> fan, but... Um, yeah, I, I like that nice little touch. So, yeah, not a great block, but, yeah, yeah, some funny stuff in there. But um, I think that's about all I got for the vending machine versus the vending machine, Adam. Was there anything that we missed? I'm going to grab a big Texas cinnamon roll during the break. So Oh, yeah, well, and I'm going to sit here and seethe in jealousy. But we got to pay the bills, so we'll be right back after these messages to talk about Sprout. Tomorrow Never Dies. Meanwhile, I'm over here wondering, when are we going to get a movie about how yesterday always lives? Which, I guess is kind of saying the same thing if you really think about it. But in this Minute Rice, Kodak Instant Film Society of ours, are you even allowed to think about it? You know, I tell you, there's only one podcast out there with the nerve to ask such question, folks, and you are listening to it. Anyway, Adam... Tell us about Sprout. Um, uh, Sprout. This show sucks. <laughs> it does. I was uh, ordering Big Texas cinnamon rolls off of OfficeDepot.com when you were going. Up. So I heard like a third of what you said. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, ignore what I just said about it sucked. It was really profound. Sprout, season six, episode 12, January 17th, 1996. Mr. Van Driesen assigns his class a project in which they can grow any plant they like. Beavis wants to grow nachos, so Van Driesen gives him and Butthead some corn seeds to plant. Clayton. It's a really long synopsis. I mean, I get it, but it's just... No, we've kind of been ragging on IMDb. That's where we get our synopses. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't do... The Beavis and Butthead IMDb is not, not that impressive, if I may throw shade their way, but... Um... I'll say, you know, this episode, I don't, I'll just, I guess, jump into it. I don't love it, yet at the same time, I'm completely on board because of one joke, like within the first minute, and I've got to feel like you're going to be on board with this one, too, is he's doing an, an ag, Van Driesen's doing an agriculture project where, you know, just talking about how, you know, you know, our, our 
agricultural ways has been replaced by a trip to the store or whatever he said, but he's just going on about, you know, wanting, wanting guys to get the class to get back to growing their own food, which, um, and Beavis and Butthead say they want to grow nachos, which, uh, they learn like you do that growing, growing from delicious corn and reason just, or as the native Americans call it, maize. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with that and why that's funny, but yeah. Well, I mean, just, just, it's so in character that there, I do feel like there was a time I, I remember people saying that. And just as soon as he got to the word native, I'm already laughing because he's, <laughs> Mandrese is like one of the few people who I think could say that and not sound like the most pretentious person on earth. But it's just, I love that joke. And, um, but so yeah, he he gives them some corn slash maize scene uh, seeds. Um, they take it home, and apparently, uh, well, first of all, I guess uh, Van Driesen forgot to tell them they need to open the package because they just take the, the 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 package of seeds and try to drive it into the ground. Um, Daria stops by, seemingly for the whole purpose of mocking them, uh, to tell them that they need to uh, feed it. So naturally, their impulse to you know feed it is to <laughs> They buy Burger World and a slushy, and just uh, well, well, no, they do that specifically because they think they're supposed to do water. But Butthead points out that uh, water sucks, so yeah, they just take that food, they throw it, and they try to uh, stomp it into the ground. And um, and I, you have to wonder, like, did they stumble across a new like agricultural practice? Because within minutes. Like a short little two-inch sprout just comes out of the ground, um, which, you know, is not not good enough for them because of this, like the aforementioned Minute Rice Instant Film Society. Yeah, you thought that was just a non sequitur. No, ties in perfectly. Beavis and Butthead furious that they're not getting instant results, and they stomp it into the ground. And um, just uh, yeah, they they, they destroy the pro the uh, their project. Um, they still have something though to bring to Van Driesen's class, and I thought this has kind of a nice ending because it shows in his own subtle way that Van Driesen has kind of given up on the boys because they do like a panning shot of every project. Everybody else in the class did their own. But Beavis and Butthead got to work together because I mean he just I think had to acknowledge well this is the only way they might do it which I mean yeah they turned out something they was, in yeah yeah and um, but I kind of a nice note it ends with like he's he's picking up well I'll give you a passing grade but like what is that awful smell and we get a joke that uh, Beavis fertilized it which uh, was kind of it kind of reminded me of um, the. Uh, from Die, Fly, Die, there was a gag where they said flies like uh, garbage and crap. And I specifically said I didn't like the joke because Beavis drops his pants and took a dump on the floor, which I thought, and she said, eh, step too far. This one I thought was a little better. It's just like, not as a nice throwaway joke. Now, granted, we don't see the uh, yes. the fecal matter, matter circling out of Beavis's butthole uh, <laughs> in Die, Fly, Die, but... I like I like the implication more. So um, yeah, like I said, it's a I'd say a fairly minor episode. Some good laughs. I mean, obviously the the, the maze joke, but uh, yeah, it's 
a, a decent a decent showing, I'd say. But uh, what are your thoughts on Sprout, Adam? Uh, I highlighted the corn is maize. Uh, you and I specifically in school remember that line because of uh, not a very good teacher was uh, saying something similar, and we always imagined him farting right in the middle of things. <laughs> and the Native Americans <laughs> called corns. <laughs> 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 so. I was, I'm guessing that's what you thought I was referencing. I didn't even think of that. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't even remember the teacher until the uh, the farting sound. <laughs> it was a guy who had the same. If I remember correctly, his first his last name was the plural of his first name, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he sucked. But, oh, but uh, I enjoyed the line of this corn is starting to piss me off. <laughs> but, <laughs> um. Yeah, I think you hit it pretty much on the head. I, I I always love, I love them starting out in Van Driesen's class, no matter what. Butthead was a little surprised he kind of got it right when Van Driesen's like, "Yes, Butthead, we do buy it in the store," you know. So yeah. uh, I, I'm always excited for uh, Van Driesen to be in the episode. And yeah, I liked Arya stopping by just to say, "I knew you idiots would screw this up." Oh <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's perfectly in character for yep. her to show up just to yep. do that. Yeah. So what did you think of the videos, Clay? There were uh, a threefer. That's maybe what I was referencing earlier. Jellyfish. The king is half undressed. Is that is that what that was called? I don't yes. know. Uh, by Vokey, cynic, and then supergrass caught by the fuzz. How is it? By yeah, B I V O U A C. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Well, there's another band's fan base to be angry at us. Um, I like you know we learn that Beavis likes the Bible, which really, I mean, if you strip it down to its core, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that would, I mean, that's right up Beavis's alley. Um, I agree with Butthead that Bivouac or whatever is boring. It uh, it had sort of a, remember Dishwalla? Yes. Yes. Tell me all cars. your thoughts yeah. on God. Yeah, they were kind of a boring band, I thought. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's what kind of reminded me of. And uh, Beavis, we get more aggressive Beavis in uh, Supergrass because they're making reference to being human slaves in Planet of the Apes. And I like just, <laughs> just saying, he was just like, I'd be kicking monkey ass all over the place. <laughs> just a really good delivery by Mike Judge. And um, uh, nice tie into, I think, like with the first and last videos. Um, the first one in Jellyfish, there's talk about magicians which talks about pulling a rabbit out of the hat, and Butthead, uh, Butthead gets to the point where Jay, I'd like to pull a rabbit out of his butt, and then Beavis just like, yeah, that wasn't really funny, Butthead, because he, he saw it coming. And then um, eventually Beavis talks about pulling a tractor out of his butt. Oh, oh no, Butthead, yeah, Butthead, it, it, there's a tractor being pulled out of his butt, and Beavis just like a dismissive, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then in Supergrass, uh, Beavis... Uh, like about a monkey on drums and he's just like, yeah, you could spank it. And is like, his enthusiasm is dripping noticeably as he's going on. And Butthead gives like a small chuckle, but not into it and clearly just sighs. And I just, it's, this is a nice time. I mean, I don't know if it was deliberate and maybe this is just Mike Judge being bored with videos too, but it's just, 
you know, they're around each other so often and there's just going to, you know, there's just going to be those moments where they're just so sick of each other. I mean, I mean, I think you and I, I mean, how many times have we been to that point where we've hung out to the point it's just like, dude, we, one of us has to go home. This is enough. Yeah. How many times can we make fun of the Cedars Another Scorcher commercial and like the uh, middle of 1997 with a window air conditioner on. <laughs> uh, well, that one I would think is limited, but... but uh... yeah, I I thought the same thing. I, I enjoyed their back and forth of just being... I thought uh, where Mike Judge might be just tired of doing this, too. Like, yeah. yeah, you make those jokes all the time. It's not that funny right now. Um, yeah. What I noticed... I think maybe I got discouraged here from researching because... Dude, in, in the first episode of Versus the Vending Machine, I forgot to bring this up, but in that seaweed, in seaweed, God, the lead singer looked like Rob Thomas. And I'm not talking about the Kansas City Chiefs receiver from the 1992. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the lead singer Matchbox 20. I'm like, is this Rob? Is that Rob Thomas? And then I had to look it up, and it wasn't. And then I go to that second band. By Voke, whatever it is, they're from like the UK or something. I thought that was the lead singer of Third Eye Blind because he had that high pitched falsetto oh. voice, and it wasn't. So I'm like, man, I'm just off my game. Like I don't, I don't even want to look up Motley Crue right now. So oh, that oh, okay. Well, that you know what? That's fair enough. That's uh, I, I didn't make that. What a hell of a catch that would have been. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, Matchbox Twenty and Third Eye Blind. Yeah, showing up. But it was. Like, go back it. and watch those. Man, I, th- I thought I was on to something. And I wasn't. Uh, well, so. oh, well. Well, for not. But, uh, well, well, we'll move past your disappointment now and get to the end. Adam, which one did you like best? You know, I don't know. Maybe you're just going to pull me out of it, Clay. Maybe I'm like Beavis in the last couple videos here. I, neither one were, uh, were gut-busting to me. You know, it was kind of a... I'm not gonna say bottom of the barrel, but like, meh. wow, they were they were okay. fine. They were fine episodes. Um, flip a coin for me here, Clay. I, you know, actually, the, the thing that did it for me was the sour cream and salsa, pork rinds. I enjoyed that flavor and and that in the vending machine. So I'm going with the versus the vending machine. Okay, well, we'll try to get in touch with Sean to see if he can mail you a couple. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that'd be up because I I seem to remember him having like a huge box full. <laughs> but um, I'm going vending machine too. I definitely I guess I like that one better than you. I mean, I wouldn't call it a classic, but I mean, I think it's kind of fun. And um, you know, maybe the fact that I had a vending machine incident recently maybe played into it. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to like here, like the the gross stuff, the uh, Angry Beavis knocking change out of Tom Anderson's hand. That's that. That's always good for once. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. So so I. It's it's a it's an agreement this week. I mean, not a ringing endorsement, I guess. But hey, we're on the same page. Adam, we've come to the end. Tell people how to get a hold of us. Well, I want people to get a hold of us, and I just thought of this, Clay. And we're always ecstatic at the underwhelming response we get at stuff like this. But if anybody's listening to this point. I want them to email us however. They can text you, whatever they do, and say, it's my Big Texas cinnamon roll, and I want it now. And we will send them a Big Texas cinnamon roll courtesy Office Depot. Okay. Well, you've got got the supplies, so yeah, just... (laughs) Um, They can email us at buffcoatandbeaver 
pod at uh, gmail.com. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, at Butthole and Joe on Twitter. Search uh, Buffcoat and Beaver on Facebook. Um, and I think that's the three most efficient ways to get a hold of us. But uh, what about next week? Who's going to say, I've got the episode list open? I've got it open too. Uh, next okay. week, it is one of them is about to die and the other doesn't help them. That's the theme. It's choke and blood pressure. I'm on the edge of my seat for that one, Clay. Well, that's I, I, I hope that you've brought the people in. And, um, yeah, someday we're going to find a great way to get out of these shows. But today, today doesn't <laughs> seem that day. So <laughs> goodbye, everyone. da 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 da